welcome to Shop Talk, the real estate show. I'm Brevin Alstein, and joining me on this episode is Yusuf Alexander. Yusuf has more than 20 years of experience in real estate and currently serves as the VP and Chief Business Development Officer at Real Estate Asset Partners. We dive into Yusuf's career, the line of real estate investment he has mastered, and how you can break into this space. Yusuf, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thanks for having me, Brett. So let's jump in. Can you give us and our listeners a little background on yourself, your career in real estate, and how you've landed at your current role with Real Estate Asset Partners? Well, I'll try to do that in the best, uh, you know, truncated, small way as possible, but it's a storied existence. Born and raised in Los Angeles, um, in South Los Angeles. So I'm a child of the of the seventies and grew up in the eighties in, in South Los Angeles. So any pop culture and any, uh, kind of eighties lore you hear about South LA, you lived you know, it. I'm the guy that, that lived <laughs> it, experienced it. Yeah. So uh, it's funny to see, you know, you know, things are popular, but then they become classics. I guess my, my, my generation right. is now they have classic things, which is music and, and culture and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I, I was born and raised um, UCLA grad economics, um, started my own business, started repositioning homes in the marginal areas, okay. blighted areas of the city. And uh, did that and scaled it. I did, you know, I did very well. Thank, thankfully in that, um, Arena took that operation around the United States, Arizona, Chicago, North Carolina, landed in Georgia, and um, you know transformed from repositioning homes to multifamily real estate. So the people that lived in the homes that I bought and sold, they they also had you know a taste for um, you know first time buyers, and and they also had a taste for working class um, working okay. class multifamily real estate. So I just all my skill sets over to that space. And, uh, you know, we did well, started a syndicated fund, um, you know, bought and sold dozens and dozens and hundreds and hundreds of, of, of different uh, properties. And uh, where that brings me now as, you know, kind of a seasoned, <laughs> a, that's a nice <laughs> way of saying an old guy, you know, I'm just kind of, I've been in, been in this almost, almost two and a half decades now. So seeing sure. different cycles and different markets, but I just, choose to um, partnerships and properties and investments that fit my expertise and also fit my, my, my climate for, okay. for risk in life, because uh, I'm at a point now where, you know, I live in Southern California and, and I'm mm-hmm. raising, I'm a parent enthusiast. So I'm, I'm raising some, some teenage, teenage daughters. And uh, sometimes I like to, I like to be at home, but also sometimes I like to be kind of on the ground, boots on the ground with, with investments in other places. So I don't know if that helps. Oh my but gosh, that's no, that was I a great summary. That was, <laughs> I thought that was perfect. Um, so what made you kind of get started, um, I guess, leading up to you starting your business uh, when you uh, graduated from UCLA, what made you want to kind of get into that? Um, you know, it was kind of a perfect storm during that time. It was the mid nineties and, you know, it was, um, you know, kind of leading up to uh, a bubble happening. Uh, so the market was ripe, you know, a a lot of distressed assets were on the market. I was a curious young, Mm -hmm. you know, entrepreneur, um, you know, interest rates were fairly, you know, favorable. So a few layers and, you know, I got, um, I got help from, from a mentor, from a guy that, 
said, Hey, let me, let me, let me show you the ropes is, you know, how to buy and sell some of this, this blighted, Mm -hmm. um, these blighted areas and, um, all that, you know, layered together with my ambition and my, my nervous energy, you know, went went in a good direction. And And in terms of, um, you know, we talked you mentioned investment, um, real estate investment can be applied in so many different areas of the industry. What does investment mean for you and your role? I know you touched on multifamily, but can you go a little more in depth with that? Yeah, multi now, you know, my um, efforts need to be scaled and they also need to be, um, you know, they, they need to be appropriately um, addressed for, you know, what size asset I'd like, what size return I'd like, and also what size of risk, you know, that my my investors and sure. myself have an appetite for. So multifamily does does all those things for me. I mean, I'm not saying it's a, you know, something that's mm-hmm. not multifamily is a waste of time, but, you know, which I do. I've actually done a small unit here in Los Angeles near the okay. uh, Great Western Forum because, and, you know, Right. It's just an, you know, an emerging area. Um, but multifamily allows, you know, a larger uh, set of investors, a set of, and also allows risk to okay. be mitigated in certain ways. And that's why, you know, now in my career, when I do things, bigger projects. Sure. Yeah. That so you're definitely, you're at the point where um, obviously you have enough access to information that you know what you're getting into is going to obviously be, profitable for you and your company and your other investors and stakeholders. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, so what does today's real estate investment climate really look like? Well, you know, again, there are mm-hmm. multiple markets that, you know, uh, people have expertise in, um, you know, mine is working class real estate. I mean, it's in my bones. Like right. I told you, I'm born and raised in, in, South Los Angeles, not only Southern mm-hmm. California, but South Los Angeles in, in the 1980s during, you know, the Reagan years and all of the, the things that come, come with that. Um, so I understand the um, the value add or the, the, you know, accretive capital to kind of place in working mm-hmm. class real estate to pull the levers of, you know, squeezing all of the, the the benefit out of it, squeezing all of the profit, and squeezing all of the you know the, the kind of a, a an abundant exchange mm-hmm. between the the user okay. and investment in working class real estate. Now, again, you know there you might have folks on your shore. People can look up. You know, there's people. I don't know. They do all kind of different types of real estate, luxury homes right. with drones and people. You know, toasting champagne flutes with the drone capturing them on the top of a place in Bel Air. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. a lot of stuff going on. That's not me. You know, I'm, I'm the guy with the lunch pail and uh, the hard hat in the lab, you know, churning out uh, deal after deal, after deal, after deal, after deal with, with, you know, you know, profitable. Um, right. When profitable I'm, you know, given your background and, you know, uh, where you came from, I'm sure that that means a lot to you, you know, kind of working in those areas that you know so well. Absolutely. And, you know, it kind of brings me to the question you asked earlier, you know, where I'm in my career now, like it, it's just such a refreshing mm-hmm. um, position to be in. You know, you, you learn about things in life and, and then you take those things you learn and you earn and, you you know, you kind of make a way with yourself. And, right. and then it's time to return. You know, I'm mm-hmm. doing a lot of learning and earning still, but I'm at the point where I can I can do some returning. And I've done that in several ways. You know, I'm, you know there's a fellowship uh, uh, 
there's a fellowship connection at the economics department at UCLA that I'm involved in. There's a, an alumni group. There are, you know, I sit on the board of uh, Crete Academy. It's a, uh, it's a school in South Los Angeles for um, the, the, the students, the children of parents in these working class, you know, sure. buildings and areas that, you know, they, they need proper wow. care for their children. So again, um, coming from a certain area coming from a certain background and then seeing the, you know, the different ways and, mm-hmm. and means that a career will take you, but then going back and kind of looking back and, and giving some stuff, it, it just really, it, it does a lot for me personally. That's great. Well, I mean, and it, I mean, what a story really um, it's, it's kind of cool on my end to, you know, hear about your success and how, you've gotten to the point where you're obviously still learning so much, but you're able to, um, you have the means to give back to the areas that, you know, you work with so closely. Let's take a little break. And after the break, we'll discuss what markets investors should focus on and how to best build your network within this lucrative sector of the real estate industry. There are many benefits to investing in the real estate market, just like the benefits you receive when investing in your education online. With the CE Shop's online courses, you can get your license or renew an existing license from the comfort of your home, on your time, and on any smartphone, tablet, or computer. Save 25% on your education right now with promo code SHOPTALK. All right, welcome back. Um, so what are, in your eyes, what are some of the top markets that people should invest their money in if they're looking to get into this? Well, um, the markets that I like are the Southeast, you know, really like the Southeast um, and, you know, that's you know, Tennessee, Georgia, you know, those markets. Mm-hmm. Um, also the West, there's some markets in Texas and, and Arizona and, and um of course, California. I know the, the Southern California market, so I can I can make you know some base hits and some you know triples at times in, in right. large returns. But you know, for the for the novice investor to be you know in a market like Southern California, I would say you know you can you probably want to look at other places. But you know, it depends. Okay. Um, and then what I also I sit down with with uh, new investors and new business owners and I say, you know what, you, your antennas are up in your own market. You grew up somewhere, Maine, mm-hmm. Colorado, you know, and you understood that that, you know, strip mall turned into, um, you know, something bigger than, than what it is today or what it was mm-hmm. when it, it turned into something bigger today than what it was 10, 15 years ago. And then there's an eight unit apartment building down the street and then there's a 20 unit apartment building down the street. And and so those you know, kind of granular observations in your own market. It provides a, you know, a wealth of, of information for investment. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, yeah. keep your antennas up and where you are. You can, being where you are is where the investor is, the person is, the entrepreneur is, is almost, you know, it's the best place to be at the, at, right. you know, to do, to do things that you can only see. Right. And take that information, take that experience somewhere else where you can, you know, stretch out the gains. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what are some key indicators that lead experts like yourself to invest in certain markets? Uh, I know we just talked about really staying plugged in to the communities that you know and, you know, um, having your antennas up for opportunities where you can make um, some a good chunk of money off of. But for you, what are some indicators that you like to kind of pay attention to? 
Well, that's a great question, Brett. And, you know, everything centers around the, the, the stabilization of a household. So, okay. you know, you got uh, a 25 year old to a 45 year old, you know, family, individual couple and however you, you know, blend that, that household. And then mm-hmm. what you want is you, you want, you want jobs and you also want, you know, uh, a certain lifestyle. So from, yeah. from that, you can, the drivers are, you know, where, what industries are supporting those, that population, whether it be schools, jobs, you know, hospitals, or, you know, some type of financial industry, it can be textiles, retail, whatever it is, oil. And then you just feed that into the demographic that you're looking. These are, these are my customers, you know, from Mm -hmm. 25 to 45. I mean, it can be, it can be beyond that, but you know, that's a core group and they need to, their children need to go to school. If they have children, they need to go and work at, you know, um, either Whole Foods market or, or shop at Whole Foods market, or they need to go, you know, work at the, um, you know, marketing firm. So, you know, those are the drivers. I, I, I mainly look into that population that earn the earn phase of life and that stabilization of that household. And where, where do they want to live? You know, and then what I do is I turn my, you know, I turn that into a scientific formula and try to add value to the place that they live. I make sure, sure. That there's Wi-Fi there. I make sure they have a safe place to lock up their kids' bikes. I make sure that they have a updated living space. And then mm-hmm. those customers are stable. They're, they're happy. And they, and then what they do is they, they pay, <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, they, they, they pay, they're paying customers because they're satisfied customers. Yeah. That, that makes 100% sense. Um, and it's interesting to kind of, you know, take that perspective and that viewpoint and see what's obviously feeding into these households and, you know, what's going to keep them um, able to, you know, pay and support their lifestyle. Yeah. I hope I'm giving up some nuggets too. I want people to have a perspective of, you know, there's so much information out there, so much noise. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not an, you know, a, a podcast celebrity or I don't, you know, put out content in the world, but most of the content in my industry is, it, it doesn't even really connect to the, um, you know, the, the value or the, you know, the, 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 the exit of, of the investment. You know what I mean? It's just, sure. uh, you know, I don't know, no money down. There's just all kind of buzzwords and stuff that's going around that yep. have a lot of noise, but have nothing to do with what I'm doing or what we're doing in this industry. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you see distractions every day and you know, if, I mean, if you know what you're looking for, then you understand um, that there are just a lot of distractions out there and a lot of things that don't hold a lot of credence. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I like, you know, this kind of long form, you know, conversation because you can kind of you talk about something and you can get a real grasp of, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. There is a, if, if information is what you're looking for, if understanding is what you're looking for, there's, right. no, there's no buzzwords that, that, that can, <laughs> it's not a fix, you know, it's in a quick fix type thing. Get rich, no. quick, quick fix, fix and flip carpet and paint and carpet, turn and burn. I see all kinds of stuff. I'm like, this stuff is weird. Oh yeah. Our talk. Right. Well, and I think for most people that are, you know, seeking that information, hearing this is awfully refreshing from all that noise. Mm. Um, but so in your line of work, obviously building partnerships and networking is a really crucial part of the business and the overall success. Uh, how do you approach networking? Well, I mean, that's a, you know, a moving target now mm-hmm. because, you know, we're in post pandemic where, Net, you know, the, the network or the connectivity 
changed right. drastically from 18 months ago. So, right, right. Uh, you know, right now I have a, thankfully I have a, you know, I wouldn't, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I have a pretty, pretty impressive track record. I have a pretty impressive yeah. track record. So, you know, my track record pretty much speaks for itself. And okay. if that track record is, um, you know, uh, uh, a determinant of, of how I'm going to operate. It has no determinant of what's going to happen in the future, but how I'm going to mm-hmm. operate an asset and operate a business plan, then, you know, there's a level of comfort that I can bring to uh, a syndicated group of investors. So that, that in a nutshell is, is how I would network, you know, during the pandemic and kind of post pandemic until something, until things change. But before that, you know, you're just in the market, you, you know, you're, 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 you're pitching, you, you know, you, you're, you, you have pitch decks and you have, assets. What I found in networking is when you are a producer, a creator Mm -hmm. of value, you can kind of um, attract a certain level of, you know, investor, or you can, you know, you can attract a certain level of of, of a a capital backing because all investments compete with each other. And if you have, if you are able to produce a a legitimate investment, meaning a deal, then Mm -hmm. things can kind of, you can put things in place accordingly. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. So more so, um, obviously having your feelers out there and, um, being a great contact, but more so letting your work speak for yourself and kind of attracting the, the, the right networks and the right people that you ultimately want to do business with through performance. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's some other factors. I mean, if, if there are some new, uh, investors or some new business owners or even business owners that kind of just want to remind themselves of, of, of what, what, you know, the impactful things in their business to, to, to create good partnerships is I became a deal finder, like Maven, you know, <laughs> for, for many, 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 many years, people would call me and say, Hey man, what are you, I know, you know, you got something on, oh, yeah. on, in your pocket and, and are you going to let me in on it or not? Because I know you, you know, you're out there, sourcing deals. So that became my kind of claim the fame others, you know, Hey, you know what, they, they, they have a network of, of high net worth individuals and they belong to a certain group and they can kind of bring that to the, um, to, to the, uh, the transaction, uh, the deal, the, the, the group of the high net worth individuals and also the information. And that's one of my, the three components. My, my, um, mentor taught me, he said, there's only three things to a deal and that's information, mm-hmm. money, and the deal itself. So right. if you can bring any one of those components, you make yourself relevant. Okay. Okay. Um, it really seems like your mentor um, and your time in that mentorship um, obviously set the foundation for your career and really helped guide you. Um, how important do you think that was to yourself and what did that really mean to you? Well, I tell you, Brett, um, you know, you turn a couple of dials on my, you know, my journey and it right. be at a whole different stratosphere. And then you turn mm-hmm. a couple of dials on my journey and I can be, you know, where I am and not to say that one's bad, one's good. So right. the dials that have been turned are, um, thank goodness for someone seeing in me things I didn't see in myself. Mm-hmm. Since that relationship was, was nurtured, um, I finally stepped into a place where, I said, okay, I, I think I understand what, what, you know, person A, person B was telling me that I didn't understand as a 16, 17, you know, 22 year old. Uh, 
And right. now that's very important to me, you know, for my children and my family or things, you know, opportunities I get to say, hey, I see something in you, you know, young mm-hmm. entrepreneur or young, young person that you may or may not see just yet. And if I can kind of be that window that you can see it one day, then, you know, that's, that's my experience. It's been my experience. Right. Right. And I think, um, I think there's probably a lot of us, especially people my age and obviously younger that are kind of seem lost and wish that they maybe had a mentor. Um, you know, the idea of having a mentorship, I feel like was really popular, um, years ago and, over time has maybe dwindled out or maybe that's just my perspective on it, but it sounds like um, from your perspective, having that and being able to pass it on is really, really important. Yes. Yes. And if I was, again, if I was speaking to, you know, millennials and, 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 you know, the 25 to 35 year old uh, population business owners, I would say mentorship is still strong and it's still there. It's just the social connections and the social um, approach uh, had just blown out of the water. And people think they can DM someone and now they have a mentor, you know, on Instagram. Right. No, that's not how it works. And right. mentorship <laughs> is still strong now. It's just, again, I, you know, I hire and, you know, employ and, and, and different connections through a different generation, which I love the younger generation. I mean, you guys have been handed a world the world is at, at your fingertips, literally. Right. So since the world is at your fingertips, you know, the social dynamic and the social connections are, it's just a kind of a thing that's fallen to the wayside, which is, mm-hmm. that's not bad or good. It's just the way it is. Right. But if you seek mentorship, it is there for you. It is there okay. for you. And it doesn't have to come in some, you know, everybody wants to find a dating app to find a mentor. That's right. not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, hey, that could be a million dollar idea as a Tinder for mentorship. A Tinder for mentorship. There you go. <laughs> first, Brett. There you go. You and me can do that together. <laughs> I'll need your, uh, I'll need your know-how. <laughs> um, okay. So with your extensive knowledge and your experience in real estate between working on acquisitions, property management, leasing operations, and sales and marketing, what were some of your favorite experiences from these roles and what were some key takeaways or lessons learned um, from these experiences? I know that's kind of a loaded question, so we can take it bit by bit. I mean, in the general sense, you, you got to run your own business. You have to run mm-hmm. your own business and you got to know the different levels of, you don't have to be an expert in all of them. You don't have to be the smartest kind of tool in the tool shed, but you know, if you have a business and it, the business has the acquisitions, which is, that's how you move the needle. That's how the football mm-hmm. moves and you, you know, you gain yards. And then you also have to process those, those assets, meaning you have to market them and lease them. And then you have to put the right lending on them. And then you have to, you know, hire the right um, uh, uh, staff to, for the maintenance and, and the different things. And you, you know, a person, a coach or an executive or manager, you got to know what's going on. So, right. You know, there, there's no other for me, you know, I'm, I'm not, again, the millennials, there's young people, you guys can, man, you got an app for everything. And it's great. Fantastic. I just am not that smart. So I have to know things so I can sleep at night knowing that if a mistake is made, it's on my watch. And then, you know, if I can, I can go attend to it or I can get some support to, to make it happen. That's just, I don't know if that's old school. I don't know what it is, but that's just my only way of, of um, being able to run my business. No, I mean, that makes sense. You want to obviously understand 
all aspects of your business and kind of everything that's going on so that there's a good sense of, you know, quality control. Um, obviously you can let people that you work with have that sort of trust and flexibility to do what they think is best, but you still need to know what's going on to be able to guide and direct the business as a whole in the right direction. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> By the way, if there's some listeners saying think figuring out another way, I don't even really want to hear it because it, it just, it, <laughs> in my world, it doesn't exist. No, because I meet people and they have a different, you know, um, yeah. you know, kind of um, view of the world and how they, you know, uh, offload things. It just, sure. that's, just not my, that's not my reality. Right. Well, I mean, and, uh, you have obviously uh, done very well in your career. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so swinging, yeah, swinging back around to uh, what we were talking about earlier on kind of giving back, um, you are a founding member and on the board of directors for the Literacy Up Project. Tell us more about this nonprofit and how it got started. Well, um, I was working with a, a teacher that um, now that teacher is an entrepreneur that creates um, virtual reality content for students. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, and one of the things that, you know, working with the teacher that I found out was there's a literacy, there's a word gap and there's a literacy um, issue with childhood literacy. So okay. the Literacy Up Project was something that, you know, he and I came up with to just it's an outreach program. However, we can outreach to a local library, a local school, a local community and, and, and mm -hmm. see where we can fill that word gap, whether it be donation of books, whether it be, you know, an online, um, you know, relationship with, with someone that can, that can give more materials to that level of development of child. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I have to spend a little bit more time in, in that to really, really kind of launch it the way that, or be involved in it the way that I really want to. It's just, it's, you know, everything is a time issue for me now, but, uh, right. I, I've, I think I hit a vein of, of need in the literacy up project that is definitely needs to be filled. And I'm also, you know, I'm looking for folks, I'm looking for some, some people to, that are smarter than me in this space to, you know, help me, help me, uh, you know, facilitate it to even more, uh, you know, degree. Right. Right. Well, for us at the C shop, it's always great to see, you know, impactful uh, individuals in the real estate industry, giving back to their communities. Uh, we have our own foundation that we help feel or uh, help feed um, school children in the Denver metro area. So, you know, when I was kind of doing my due diligence and researching up on you, it was really, really cool to see that, um, you're so involved with the community and, you know, not just through this literacy up project, but, you know, seeing stuff like this is just um, really important to highlight, I think. Yeah. Well, good for you and good for the work that you guys do. Yeah. Well, is there uh, any sort of closing remarks you have? Is there anything cool you're working on right now or, you know, ways for our listeners to connect with you? Well, um, I mean, listen, I, I give, you know, folks my direct email address and, uh, if, you know, you want to kind of ping me and, and, you know, as I kind of get around to different things and, you know, we can connect and, and you know, meet on different levels, whether it be on the level of the community um, outreach or be a level of, of, you know, discussing deals or be a level of, of, you know, maybe I can give some of my time and my resources to something that is in alignment with 
what, what someone else is doing in a different market. So, sure. you know, my, my email is, is, is my name, you know, Yusef at R-E-A-P dot capital. Y-U-S-E-F at R-E-A-P dot C-A-P-I-T-A-L. And uh, yeah, listeners can kind of look me up and, and ping me if, if there's something interesting. You know, we'll, 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 we'll chop it up and get to it. That sounds great, man. Well, thank you so much, Yusef, for hopping on the podcast with me today. I think our listeners are really going to enjoy our conversation and, you know, the knowledge bombs that you literally just dropped on us. So um, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. That's a wrap for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the chat, you can subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on your podcast player of choice. Shop Talk is a production of The CE Shop.